0: Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you.
1: That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo
2: Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NFL show, episode 24. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, supported by the best panel in the business, Uh, We've got no Beck tonight. We do have Stacey and we do have Alex and guys, we've just gone through, uh, well, another interesting week of NFL football. Uh, Alex, I'm going to start with you because I I guess it's the week of the backups and, you know, you can see some teams who invest in that position and other teams that don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, what what was your, what was your most impressive performance from the, uh, from week eight? Um, for
0: me, it was the saints, not necessarily the backup QB because he was just, I mean, he wasn't great. Like some of the passes you're like, just, just, you don't need to throw it out the side of your arm. You're not Patrick Mahomes. Like, what are you trying to do here? There's a guy that's like six, three running at you. What? Like, you're not going to like bend it around him. It's not soccer, you know, <laughs> it's just not going to work. But I, I like the Saints coming in and beat the Buccaneers. I thought that was a good performance. I think that was a good performance for the Saints. And I think it was a wake-up call for the Buccaneers. But it was also a good testament across the NFL, right, where these big teams that everyone's like, oh, they're Super Bowl this, they're Super Bowl that, they're beatable by, like, the Saints or by, you know, whoever they're, they're playing. So there's opportunities to beat them. So I like the fact that the Saints came out, and I know that Houdet Nation would be very proud of the Saints right now.
2: Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a good call. And, and discipline was just a crazy thing for Tampa. And, you know, not to say Tom played particularly well because he kind of lost the game for them at the end there, but I still think that he's going to go in there and rip shreds off that team who he pretty much coaches because, yeah, totally unacceptable lack of discipline and lack of respect, you know. they They, honest, they just thought they were going to go in there and cruise after Jameis Winston went down, um, and shout out to him. That that that's a really that appears to be a very devastating knee injury to Jameis, and didn't deserve to go out like that. But um, yeah, impressive from the Saints. Look, for me, uh, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers, and not for the reason that you think. Yes, they do have this Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, but you know to get to go out there and, and defeat an undefeated Arizona Cardinals team was was incredible. Not to mention their one and only offensive weapon in Devontae Adams uh, was out of that. Con- I just thought Green Bay was outstanding. And credit to the coaches. I, I, th- I thought Matt Flaw, uh coached a really uh, smart game there. And, um, yeah, Green Bay, they keep ticking over. Stace, what about yourself? Again, a lot of quarterbacks went down. We saw a lot of backup QBs this week. Bit of a weird one. Quite a few upsets. But what was your uh, biggest uh, and most impressive performance from the week that's just gone through?
1: I think it's it's fascinating that we've been talking up all these rookie QBs these entire times, but, you know, it, the backups really surprised me. And, and I have to give a shout out to um, Mike White and the Jets. I mean, I woke up this morning and uh, obviously it was the 3am game and I saw that the the Jets beat the Bengals. And I was like, what is happening here? And then obviously watching the game, you know, the guy threw for 405 yards, you know, 37 completions out of 45 attempts, which is an NFL record for a player in his first start. Um, and it's also a Jets record that's been held since 2000. Like it, it, Zach Wilson could be potentially out of a job. Um, I, and you know, I like to, that. to end that whole thing on a you know to have the game-winning play be a quarterback sneak really just kind of puts the nail in the coffin. So I think it's going to be interesting in uh, in New York.
2: Yeah, I, I thought that was a good little bit of sense of humor from Robert Sala, just to say, hey, uh, I don't know who my long-term um, starting quarterback is there, but uh, yeah, if Mike White unseats Zach Wilson, I will. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one in New York. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, Breakdown.
0: It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the
2: mouth and acted
0: like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest
2: thing about sports is. You play to win the game.
0: Um, not everything went to plan at all. Uh, and they run through our ass like through a ten horn, man, and we could not stop
2: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this week in one of our first feature games in the Breakdown, well, Alex, I'm going to throw this straight at you because we have two teams that are Pretty salty. They're coming off some big losses. Obviously, uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens coming up against the Minnesota Vikings. Ravens just had a bye, but they had a devastating loss against the Cincinnati Bengals uh, heading into the bye. And then the Minnesota Vikings went down to the Dallas Cowboys, but to the backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. So, yeah, let's start with let's start with the Minnesota Vikings, your, your thoughts from, from that team. And, uh, yeah, again, Kirk Cousins unable to get it done in prime time.
0: I think the biggest thing with the Vikings is their consistency. Right. And and they were leading. And I think one thing with Kirk Cousins, and and I think that was also like a big thing for the past week in NFL is like just blown leads. You know, it's defense not stepping up when they need to, it's offense not being able to make those big plays. And I think we've seen that with Kirk Cousins. He is good when he doesn't have to make big plays. Right. When he's kind of consistent and he kind of kind of cruise through the game, solid quarterback. He puts up the numbers he needs to, but I think against the Cowboys, he needed to put up big plays and he couldn't. And I think they also got lucky in that game where they got a they got a penalty on their on their punt, so they were able to get the ball back. And not much came of that either. So it was kind of you know they got gifted some stuff and then they got some stuff taken away. It's just consistency for the Vikings is 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 going to be a big one, I think.
1: And you know we you know we've spoken about Kirk Cousins in the past, but he cannot improvise i mean if that if that game plan isn't you know 100 percent for him he just struggles and i guess that's why it goes back to he's in our vanilla ice cream tier of quarterbacks i mean but at the same time like some of that play calling was just not right and you just expected a little bit better from the vikings and uh you know, not using Adam Thielen as much as they should have, like a whole heap of like short passing, terrible clock management, two back-to-back timeouts. Like what's happening over in the Vikings?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly it. They were stress tested against a good defense. You know, Dallas, you know, they there are a lot of things, you know, they're still sort of finding their identity and establishing themselves. But one thing they can do is play defense and they can uh, provide, you know, quite a, quite a few challenges. And, and that's where the Vikings are at at the moment. You know, they have so much talent. Uh, within their squad, but you know you put them up against a high quality team, and they do struggle.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think their saving grace is is definitely their defense right now. Like their defense definitely keeps them. In. I heard a a commentator or it was a an analyst analyst after the game, <laughs> struggle to say that word ten times fast. um And they called them the purple people eaters. Like their defense, like their rush defense is pretty good, and they're able to break through and they're able to get through. But I think. You know, they do have nine – their O-line has allowed nine sacks through six games, right? So they're really struggling on the offensive side. But on the defensive side, right, like they are second in allowance for third downs. So they're doing something right. But, again, I think it, it's it's consistency for them. But I think they need to bolster – and as you said, Kirk Cousins, he just – he can't create something. He's like, the play's not working. I don't know what to do. It's like, well, buddy, you got two legs. Move.
1: that's exactly right exactly right but at the same time like you know you can't have games where you're losing 100 yards in penalties like that's just you just need to be disciplined and you know half of their problem was they only you know they only secured one out of 13 first downs against the cowboys like if you're not getting your first down then you've got a lack of momentum that sets up the, the rest of the drive and you're trying to play a catch-up the entire time and their first down impact, aside from the very first play of that Cowboys game where they scored, right, that first series, like that's that's been one of the biggest Vikings tendencies so far is, is their lack of being able to secure that first down.
0: One thing that's going to kick them, especially for the Ravens, is their rush defense, right? I mean, they're 29th in the league for yards per carry, allowing 4.9. So when you've got an offense that pretty much has a running back for a quarterback, you know, you're you're going to struggle con- to contain that, you know? And even that secondary, you know, they're, they're not – they still allowed yards on yards on yards. So it's <laughs> – while they have good – again, consistency, right? Their defense shows great moments, and then it shows – Awful moments. Their offense is the same thing. Good moments. Awful moments.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's, it, it's bad timing too for the Vikings because let's, let's flip the script now and talk about the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, you're coming up against a team that was humiliated, embarrassed, going into a bye. Uh, they've done their study. And, and, you know, Lamar Jackson, their quarterback, he's a lot of things. He's athletic. He's an amazing runner. He's high quality. But one of the things that, I've, that I that I can sort of see in Lamar is he's a, he's a great leader and he took that loss personally, and he is going to be one angry, motivated individual. So it's just, you know, it's going to be very, very challenging for the Vikings to try and manage that. But, Alex, it's not just Lamar. Let's talk about our little friend in the tight end position because Mark Andrews obviously had, had a career um, performance the other day, and, you know, the Ravens, they, they, they just do enough in terms of piecing together an offense. You know, they're, they're certainly not a Kansas City, um, but year on year they, they, add a, they add a piece for Lamar, and, you know, they're slowly putting that together.
0: Yeah, they are. And I I like him at a tight end spot. I think he's been a good consistent player for Lamar to find because I think what I was concerned with the Ravens coming into the season was going, okay, they're great on the run game. We all know they're great on the run game, but other teams are going to go, well, we'll just stop their run game. So then when you kind of, when you take that away from the Baltimore Ravens and you take away Lamar Jackson being that, kind of saving grace player, if you will, you know, doing the quarterback sneak to get over the line or, you know, telling his coach, Hey, we're going to go for it on fourth down. Don't worry. I got this. You know, if, when you take that out of it, you need weapons. Right. And I definitely think they've gotten that, that in that tight end spot. I just think now, as you said, they need to add a few more. Right. And I think once they add kind of a good receive, wide receiver pairing, like a very good wide receiver pairing, Lamar's not going to have to run as much, but it's still going to be kind of a scary Baltimore offense to see.
1: Totally agree. I totally agree with that. I mean, and again, like it's another week where we have to check the depth chart for who is their running back because, again, you know, Latavius Murray. Questionable again. Devontae Freeman still sitting in second. Le'Veon Bell. They've added a fourth with Tyson Williams, and they need it, man. Like, and I think that that's what makes the Ravens' offense so scary as well as they're so unpredictable at that running back position. So, depending on who they've got back there, you know, we know that when Lamar's running the ball, he's running with multiple protections. He's running with pulling guards. He's running with, you know, Mark Andrews puts up some good blocks for Lamar. but at the same time, like once you get a, you know, a solid starting running back in that position, like they're going to be scary, scary fast. But from a wide receiving side as well, I mean, Sammy Watkins isn't doing too bad.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting offense. I mean, there's some good, there's some bad, but you know, put it this way: if I was a free agent running back and the Baltimore Ravens called me, I, I think I might miss that because I feel like there's a little bit of a curse there. So I, I might just sit on my couch rather than going out there. And yeah, they they are just they they definitely going through some running backs there in Baltimore. All right, guys, uh, time to predict this one: uh, Baltimore coming up against Minnesota Vikings. Both teams will be desperate to win after the last round defeats. Alex, going to throw to you on this one. What's your thoughts?
0: Um, I think this game is going to come down to kind of a consistent defense. whose defense going to be more consistent? I wouldn't be surprised, and I know the Ravens are coming off a bye week, but I would not be surprised if you saw this game going to overtime.
2: Yeah. But
0: in overtime, if I'm sitting on the, if I'm sitting on the fence with this team, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, just because he has a little more gumption behind him. But I would not be surprised if this game went overtime.
2: Yeah, look, my prediction is Baltimore win, but it's not going to go down as, as we think. You know, this NFL season is absolutely wild at the moment, you know, and the thing about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings is they are so inconsistent, so they put in a bit of a poor performance against Dallas, so they're going to bounce back. You know, I, one of the things I, I am sort of waiting for is that big explosive performance from Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver. You know, he was, you know, one of, if not the best wide receivers in the game last year uh, as a young rookie. So, you know, for me, this could be an opportunity for him to just go out and have an amazing game. Dalvin Cook, you know, he, you know he's another player that they're going to have to contain. But look, Baltimore win, uh, but I think the Vikings, they'll, they'll, they'll score some points and, and create some problems there for Baltimore, who, you know, they, they, they're still sort of figuring things out themselves on defense. Stace, what about, what's, uh, what's your prediction for this one?
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you here, Dan. I think that the Ravens take this as, uh, you know, as a result of the Vikings, like their offense is just so predictable. Um, and, the, and the Ravens actually have a really smart defense. So they defend against the screen. They keep Justin Jefferson covered, which, you know, the Cowboys seem to do quite well. Um, and, you know, limit, well, make Kirk Cousins actually have to think about what he's going to do. And, and I think they take it pretty easily.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, let's move through now to our next feature game. And, well, on paper, it's certainly going to be one for the ages where we see the Kansas City Chiefs coming up against the Green Bay Packers. However, Alex, you know, here at Mojo Sports on the NFL show, we have been one of the harshest critics of the Kansas City Chiefs. We have not missed them, That uh, especially on defense. They've had some offensive issues. Have we been too harsh on the Chiefs, or do you think we've been on the money there? Because this is not the team that we've seen in past seasons.
0: No, I think we've been right on the money. And again, and I say this every time we talk about the Chiefs, we talked about this right at the beginning of the season. They did nothing to their kind of pass rush defense and their secondary. And guess what? It's showing. Like, I mean, but one thing that it does surprise me is just Mahomes just Looks like a different quarterback week in and week out. Like, you don't watch Mahomes and go, Oh, that's Mahomes I know from like last year, and that's Super Bowl Mahomes that I know, right? Like, when you look at kind of his past couple games, he's 35.6% completion when he's pressured. And this is a guy that, you know, I think he relished when he was pressured as a quarterback because that was when he looked like he was more successful. And now he's just not getting the completions. So, no, I think we're right on the money when it comes to Chiefs and how their offense is still ranked 7 like I get it on paper they're great but when you watch their performances I don't I don't believe they deserve the 7th ranked offense in the NFL.
1: No, you're exactly right. You know, especially with Mahomes, he is he, he he looks different, and you know he's thrown more interceptions this year than Rogers has his entire career. Right? If we're comparing the two quarterbacks, but like some of those interceptions are just so rookie errors. Like, man, if you're getting taken down behind the line of scrimmage, don't throw it forward. Throw it out. Throw it out, or just hold the damn ball. Like, take the loss of yards. It's just silly mistakes, man. And and it goes, you know he's just not looking the same kind of guy and it's it's a wonder yeah it's I, a wonder why
2: and I, and i think that that's what we kind of love about the nfl and, and and this game is that you have to have faith and trust in the other side of the team and when you don't have that it makes that side of the ball play bad, you know, and, and that's that's the situation with the Kansas City Chiefs. Is a month ago, um, their offense, and you know, to a certain extent, they're, they're still doing well statistically. They're doing well, but a month ago, that offense was firing. You know, they were still they still the Chiefs. They were amazing, but you know, the the defense is so bad that it's actually deteriorating the offense because Pat Mahomes knows that he has to go out and you know, like most years, he's got to score thirty points to be competitive. Well, not not this season. It's forty points. It's fifty points because that defense. I mean, it's college level. It, it's it's atrocious. It's awful. It's all those words. But you know, at the end of the day, you, you just expect more from an Andy Reid coached team. You know, they they have to lift. They have to get better because, um, yeah, it's it's really not good enough for the Chiefs.
1: I completely agree with that. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs defense are allowing, like, at least 29 points a game at the moment. So, you know, back when Mahomes was throwing, you know, a 30-, 40-point game, he was having fun doing it. He's not having fun anymore. This is not fun for him.
0: No, 100%. And, and, I mean, if I was Kansas City and I spent all that money on my O-line and I've seen the hits that Mahomes is taking last couple of weeks, like, he got concussed, you know, what was it two weeks ago? Um, And that was a big hit, right? And you go out and you bolster your O-line and it was great week one and week two, but now it's struggling. Like they are struggling to keep, you know, any pass, any pass brush kind of contained, right? They're getting to Mahomes and, and I think that's a struggle for Kansas because they go, well, Mahomes is getting taken out. What do we do? Right. And they didn't have to worry about that. Because they're like Mahomes will just run out of it. It's fine. Who cares about our role line? But now he's not running out of it. He's not, and he's as he says it. Like his decision making is just, it's it's off. It's odd. I don't know what's going on. Whether there's just like a miscommunication between his receivers, which considering the receiving core that they have at Kansas City and how tight they all look,
1: it's I don't know. It's
0: it's it, like. I don't know what's going on there if there's something in the water I don't know whether there's injuries if that's playing a big part too it, you know I mean we've seen it this this year so far with injuries in major teams but yeah, yeah look, and, this
2: yeah and and Alex it's it's not the the storyline that we predicted you know when you think about this clash the Kansas City Chiefs coming up against Green Bay Packers you know, let's rewind to the preseason, and the narrative was completely uh, flipped. It was as if the the Green Bay Packers everything was going to implode because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. So, look, it's uh, you know, it's just an interesting, uh, inter- interesting situation we're in. But um, you know, they, they they need to turn things around because you know, very very soon the narrative is going to really turn on Mahomes. homes. You know, it's going to be that whole silk sheets thing. You know, this guy's being paid. Half a billion dollars, and if he's not able to compete at that that high level, um, things are going to get a little bit challenging there. But let's jump over to Green Bay because you talk about narratives, and they are just as interesting. Because this is the last dance. This does appear to be Aaron Rodgers' last year in Green Bay. But Alex, I'm going to throw this to you. It's it's kind of not going as we as we predicted. They're, they're they're winning games, and who knows? Could they could they go on and and win a Super Bowl in his last year there in Green Bay?
0: Yeah, I think this comes down to Aaron Rodgers just having someone to prove, right? Where he's like, yeah, I can be salty, but look, I'm still going to go win you games. You know, it's just to prove a point to the front office. So when he leaves, it's kind of like, you know, two big middle fingers to him. Well, I was pretty good the last couple of years in Green Bay, wasn't I? Right. So it's a little bit of an ego thing for him. I think, you know, what was interesting against the Cardinals game is they outrushed the Cardinals which you know Cardinals use both their passing and their rushing game but when you look at the fact that the green the Packers ran for 151 yards you know i thought that was surprising i mean i guess it makes sense considering a lot of their top receivers were out but yeah that was that was an interesting stat for me to read for the Packers cuz you just don't think of them as like a big rush team right
1: yeah completely agree with that. And the fact that they held Kyla Murray to under like two hundred and seventy five yards, um, with two interceptions too, like and the pressure that they got to Murray, it was it was surprising. And and I was like, what what Cardinals defense are we watching right now? Like what is going on? Um it's just, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. gonna be an interesting one. And and I think that, you know, you were exactly right. You know, when we looked back on this preseason, you were like, guys, it's week one, just chill. Aaron Rodgers has got this and and he just keeps, he's a man on a mission right now.
2: Yeah, and, and it is good to see the Green Bay defense playing well because, you know, they've certainly drafted to that position. You know, that, that's been the criticism of Green Bay. They don't, they don't, uh, they don't uh, draft on the offensive side of the ball, so you expect that defense to be... To be quite efficient, but um, but one one other storyline, just want to throw in before I get you get your predictions, is, you know, I I think we're we're at a stage where we're all getting a little bit too comfortable and used to this COVID situation, but it just creates absolute chaos in the NFL. I mean, twenty four hours, you know, you're losing D, you're losing DCs, you're losing head coaches. I mean, Devontae Adams, you know, falling out of that 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 amazing game against the Cardinals. Theoretically, they should have lost that, and they overcame that, but. Alex, what, what's your thoughts on, on the COVID situation? Because, you know, it, it's just, it's something that's just totally unpredictable. And and basically you can be walking into some of these games, losing your top three, four, five players and, and some coaches. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's really difficult.
0: Yeah, it definitely causes kind of chaos for a lot of people on the team, right? Because, you know, if your head coach goes out, that's your play caller, right? Who's going to step in and do that? If your top receiver goes out, you know, who are you going to count on when it's, down and long you need somebody to you know make a catch when it counts right COVID's really kind of and it's hitting like obviously it's hitting everybody but it's hitting some big names too like week in and week out you know when they release that kind of list of who's inactive and who's not it's it's interesting to see who's on that list and 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 due to what
2: and Alex and it takes out like it takes out entire groups you know You, you saw with Devontae Adams he went out with COVID and they thought, okay, well, that's okay, because coincidentally Lazard's coming back from injury. Nope, he was in the same, you know, he got he's COVID. So it's just, look, it's um, it's certainly one that is very, very difficult, but one that doesn't get talked about enough. So, um, yeah, hopefully everyone there in Green Bay can stay healthy. All right, guys, let's jump into our predictions. Stacey, going to start with you. At, at the start of the season, you, you know, it's probably chased by how many, but, um, yeah, things things look a little bit different now. But, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, uh Matchup wise, they're pretty evenly matched. I feel like, like if you look at them on paper, they're both evenly matched. But if Mahomes keeps this attitude that he's got right now and he doesn't get his head back in the game, I, you know, it could almost be that that the season could be almost over. Like, and I hate to say it too early, but I feel like it's possible depending on you know how they come up against the Giants um, and then after this game as well. So I think that Rogers, Rogers is just steamrolling and he's going to keep it going and hopefully they're going to get back a couple of their offensive weapons. They should have Devontae Adams back. They should have Adam Lazard and um, Marquise Valdez scantling back. Um, so with Rogers back with his A team, I think it's going to be a tight one, but I think they're going to come out with it.
2: Yeah, look, for me, I'm I'm tipping the, the Packers. But, yeah, a couple of things to keep an eye on. Number one, the interceptions from Holmes. Uh, if he has any interceptions, I think they lose. He's really got to try and protect the football this week. And another one to keep an eye on is A.J. Dillon, the backup running back. You know, we, we know that Aaron Jones is going to run the football. He's going to get good stats. But A.J. Dillon, he's getting in there. He's scoring touchdowns. So, yeah, if, if the Packers can run the, run the ball as they did against the Cardinals, then that just creates all sorts of opportunities for Rodgers in the passing game as well. Alex, your thoughts on this one?
0: I think the Chiefs have a lot to prove. I think this this bye week that they're coming off is going to be good for them. Hopefully, fingers crossed. If I was Andy Reid, I'd be you know tearing strips off them. You know the, the you know this bye week um, going in this game. I'm going to go Chiefs, um, and I, it's going to be close. And I wouldn't be surprised if a field goal. But I'm going to pick Chiefs just because I think. There's a lot of eyes on the homes. There's a lot of eyes on the Chiefs right now, and they definitely have something to prove. And I don't know. I just think with the Packers having kind of core people coming back from COVID and injuries in the next couple of weeks, they might struggle to get kind of a couple first downs like they did in their previous game on the first couple of drives. And I see Kansas kind of capitalizing on that. So I'm going to go with Kansas city.
2: Alright guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, we're gonna talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. It's your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, oh, okay,
0: we're oh my boss is saying closing time, maybe that's what you
2: Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we continue to go through in rapid style through the remaining uh, games and with Beck away tonight, I'm going to jump in with the first block of games. And I have the Philadelphia Eagles coming up against the LA Chargers, and these are two very interesting football teams, I think. You know, for Philadelphia, one of the things that you would say is that there, there is a little bit of potential there in this football team, but they do have to invest in, in in support of Jalen Hurts because he is a playmaker, but he's just doing so much. So all eyes will be on Jalen Hurts in this one. For me, I just think there's too much pressure on him at the moment to win at a high level consistently week in, week out. Um, and in terms of the charges, well embarrassed embarrassing you know again you know there's one thing to be a young quarterback uh, to lose against Belichick we know that's quite common but you know the LA Chargers they were supposed to be different and they come off a pretty uh, pretty unbelievable defeat uh, against the New England Patriots so uh, yeah for me I I think the Chargers are going to bounce back and take the win there 49ers, Cardinals. Uh, look again, another interesting, uh, interesting game. I'm going to tip the Cardinals. I think they bounce back after that, uh, after that loss against the Packers. You know, sometimes there are good losses, uh, and and for me, I, I thought that was a good loss against Green Bay. There wasn't too many concerns there. The biggest thing is they need to keep Kyler Murray healthy. If he's healthy, they're a chance. They win most of their games. In terms of the 49ers, look, Jimmy G. He's showing enough, but they've got to get Trey Lance helpful. They've got to shut down this Jimmy G. Uh, situation and and start to get Trey into the system and give him some reps, but it won't be enough Cardinals to win that one. And for me, my underdog tip of the week is the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to get an upset here against the LA Rams. Uh, look, that, you know we 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 know the offensive powerhouse that the Rams are, but you know the Titans are slowly starting to make a name for themselves. And you know one of the things that I guess has been a little bit of a challenge for the Titans is winning close games, but even that. Is something they are getting better at, and you know, I, I guess we can't go an episode without mentioning their running back in Derrick Henry. He is something else. And to round it out, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up against Alex's Chicago Bears. Uh, Alex will be proud of me here as, as I tip uh, yet another upset with Chicago getting the win over Pittsburgh. Look for me, I, I, I yeah, I, I just cannot tip uh, Big Ben. Uh, I, I feel like it's it's you know, it's one of those situations where he possibly definitely has gone one year too long, which is a little bit disappointing. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, and I, I think they're a team to watch next year. Um, it would be very interesting to see who they get in there um, as, as their quarterback. for, for me, Big Big Ben, far too limited. And Chicago, they are showing signs that they are slowly improving. Um, and it's getting to the stage where they really need to try and get a win for Justin Fields' confidence there. All right, Alex, over to you.
0: All righty. Colts, Jets. I don't know. After the Jets performance this kind of past week and the Colts performance as well, again, Colts inconsistent. I just don't like it. So my underdog is going to be Jets win this one. Um, so that's my underdog pick. Jets beat Colts. Giants, Raiders. I mean, again, another New York team that struggles again, has good moments, bad moments, but I, I don't know. I think the Raiders, Raiders will take that one out. Um, Saints, Falcons, Ooh, this is a tough one, I feel like, because they're pretty equal on paper. Falcons have had some in- interesting wins. Saints have had some interesting wins. You know, and, you know their quarterbacks now potentially may be out, you know, next week as well. So I'm still going to back the Saints. I'll back the Saints on that one and take the Saints over the Falcons. Right. Jaguars, Bills, Bills. Like, there's no – there's no need to chat about that one. We'll just go Bills.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that little quarterback there that uh, Cleveland passed – Uh, passed up, uh, just to remind Cleveland Browns fans who went for Baker Mayfield. uh, He's starting to look, you know, something pretty special there um, in Josh Allen. Uh, Stacey, run us through your games.
1: Yeah, so I've got uh, Bengals-Browns. And, you know, I've, I've been talking the Bengals hype for the last couple of weeks, and I was shocked and disappointed uh, seeing their loss to the Jets today. And I think that the Bengals are going to want revenge for this one. So the Browns are on a little bit of a downwards trajectory and Baker Mayfield is not helping the situation, being injured, running backs injured. Their whole team is just not in a great place at the moment. So I think the Bengals are going to uh, take this one. Next one up, I've got Panthers and Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones is just, I mean, he's, he's doing such a good job at getting Patriots fans to like him. He's a, he's a great game manager and uh, you know, and a, against a team who's struggling in the Panthers, like the Panthers are just not having a great season. Um, a Belichick defense coming off a win against the Chargers. I'm going to go the Pats on this one. Cowboys, Broncos, Cowboys just won the game with a backup quarterback. who would only ever thrown three touchdown passes in his whole career. Uh, so needless to say, the Cowboys defense is just beast. And I don't think the Broncos have an offense that's, um, that has potential to, to outscore that one, um, even though I mean, if Dak Prescott is back, that might um, change things a little bit, and the score might blow out. Um, but even with that back up there, um, I think they're still capable of it. And then I've got Dolphins Texans. Dolphins Texans. Yeah, Dolphins Texans. So I'm gonna. This is my underdog pick. I'm gonna take the Texans because they're capable of putting at least 28 points on decent teams, you know, up against the Rams. um, They had a good win. I mean, they even, you know, gave it to the cards for the first couple of quarters. So, and the Dolphins are just not great at the moment through no lack of, you know, trying from uh, Tua. So he's in a tough situation right now. So my underdog, I'm going the Texans um, against the Dolphins.
2: All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things NFL. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please download uh, the podcast. Uh, We cannot see you uh, if you don't download the podcast. So we really appreciate that if you do that. And also um, share the episode with family and friends. And until next week, we'll see you then.